Hey there, guys and gals. What's up? Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 187 for November 22nd, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you from New Jersey, baby. Tony Timekeeper today. Tony Timekeeper tonight. TT. Timekeeper every night. Right. I like it. Uh, right. Welcome to the show, one and all. We are broadcasting live right now on the Cover Band Central Facebook page, the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. If you're not part of the channel, there's a link in the description. Click that link and subscribe to the YouTube yeah. channel so you can get wind of everything that we do. Check out the archives and all of that. And ring the bell when you do that, and you will be notified when we go live. If you're coming in here live right now, or even if you're watching the replay, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello right back to you and maybe even talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Have some banter. Yeah, some banter, you know. And that's going to be kind of the topic sort of of today's show. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, how to create banter? Eric's here. He says, what's up, handsome? I know that's Eric because he always says, what's up, handsome? He's definitely talking to you. He's a bass player on Bourbon Street. Place down a crazy corner where I used to play my old stomping ground. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, we have yeah. the a contest going on, a giveaway contest. We're giving away a Hercules smartphone holder, and it looks like this in the box. That's oh yeah, look at that's pretty slick, huh? Upside down in the box, brand new. Yeah, it's slick. Um. To enter that contest, go to covervancentral.com slash oops. I almost knocked over my candle. That would have been that would, bad. That would have been very bad. That would have been like not good, Steve. Yeah. Covervancentral.com slash contest. You could win one of those. We're given we've given away three so far this month. We got one more to give away for November. The contest ends on Sunday at midnight Eastern time so get in there before but get in there now only one entry per person please and you must be a u.s resident but you have to be in it to win it so go ahead and enter the link is also in the description for that you can just click the link it'll take you right there or if you want stuff man christmas is coming christmas is coming to you even if you don't want it you can get it for a gift for somebody else so there you go um but you can go the old-fashioned way here too and type in coverbandcentral.com slash contest and that'll get you there yeah. Uh, let's say Deborah says hello, Steve and Tony from Australia. You're excellent, Deborah. We are Thanks excellent. Yes. Most excellent, Steve. Most excellent. On this uh, holiday weekend here in, or holiday week, I should say, in the United States, it is Thanksgiving in two yes, days. Yes, it is. And a lot of people, I know, including yourself, playing tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, right? You're playing? I'm not playing tomorrow night. You're playing Friday. No, I'm not. I'm playing Sunday. Playing Sunday. All right. I was supposed well, to play tomorrow night and Sunday, but last time we played the venue, it was very small, cramped. There's not, really not a good spot for the band. They keep moving the band around within the venue, so mm. we opted to not play at that venue. Oh, that's a shame. No, not really. Um, so we have a better venue. We'll be playing on Sunday, so Sunday afternoon. Okay. Which well, be uh, Wednesday the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is typically known as the biggest party night of the year. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's off the next day, and mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, don't have to get up early. They can sleep in while mom cooks or grandma cooks or somebody else cooks besides you. <laughs> yep. And you can, uh, you know, uh, 
roll get out hammered, go out, get hammered, roll into your car and drive to wherever you're going, hung over and giddy up. Do not drink and drive. Please be safe out on the roads. Correct. Wear your seatbelts. I meant the next day, Steve, when they wake up in the morning and they're hung over from being out the night before. Right. Right. But if you're going to drink, have a designated driver or take an Uber or a Lyft. Yes, indeed. Or a taxi if you're old school. You know, yeah, this way you make around. it to your destination the next day, albeit hungover. And make it home, you know, and all that. Uh, because your friends and family, they want to see you alive and well. And Even after you've thrown up the night before. Yeah. Not a lot of people in here live, and I think it's a Facebook thing again, and that happens. But if you're watching uh, live you and know. you enjoy this, please share it so other people can come in here and, and chime in on Gremlin, Steve. Something. It's very frustrating. I you don't need know. to put comments in the, in the comment box. Right. Like Eric said, uh, he might be able to catch other people's gigs on a Wednesday night because in New Orleans, uh, for us on Bourbon Street, it is not the biggest party night of the year. It is a uh, more of a dead night, and we are off this So what weekend. better not to fly up to Jersey and check out some bands and fly back down for your weekend I was gig. just in Jersey you know? less than a month ago. Yeah, but it wasn't Thanksgiving. That's true. But now I'm going to do some things around the house. I have this weekend off, uh, which is a night, a welcome break, welcome reprieve after the last four weeks of playing 18,000 sets a My marathon gigs, yeah. What's up, uh, uh, Facebook user? It's Paul from Australia. He said, finally made a live one. Nice to see you here live. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. Um, So, yeah, I've been, you know, again, week four of. Doing the thing. I was really feeling under the weather last week, dude. And um, it got bad. Like Friday, I did my normal night gig, eight sets with Rockbox. Then Saturday, well, Friday night, I just couldn't sleep when I got home. And I had a fever. Um, And it went up. It was 100.6. And I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, shit. Do I have COVID again? You know, I was really concerned about it. So, um I early Saturday morning, I went and got a, a test, uh, a rapid test, and it was negative. So I, that made me feel better. And then my, at, at that point, my fever had gone down a little bit. It was still feverish. So I called in uh, somebody to sub for the day Saturday gig. And that was not a problem. And then I ended up sleeping all day. And then I went in and played Saturday night. And I was still feeling crappy, but better. And I still feel a little bit of like cold symptoms even you today. Sound a little coldy. Yeah, but what about um, Sunday? Did you do the double header on I Sunday? I did. I did the double on Sunday. I figured, you know, I gotta get it done because I have off the following weekend. So just plow through. That's right. Get it done, and I'm glad I did. Um, I made it through fine, and uh, we had a great weekend. Really, uh, it was it was busy enough, and we really made good tips. Like we had people coming in and we have these people that are sort of regulars that come in once in a while that have a lot of money and they like to hear specific songs and they'll just come up hundred bucks play that song and then you know 15 minutes later hundred bucks play this song and they hang around the area where i play so i see him at bourbon bandstand during the day and then i see him at fat cats during the night so we were making good tips in both bands all weekend so that was that was <laughs> nice. nice um eric said he might need to take a trip to jersey and try the pizza t- i'm talking about there's no better pizza than new jersey 
You might not go back after you have pizza up here. That's right. <clears throat> I sell it or New stuff. York. You can go to New York and get good pizza too. But yeah, you can. But you know, something about Jersey pizza. Yeah, it's just something about the water. But it's in the water. Definitely in the agua. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, I made it through. I feel good after accomplishing. And now you're this. off all this weekend. Yes. Into next week, so you're not playing. And then you have a sub. I think you said for December. Right, because that, that now we're into December. Because next week is uh, next Tuesday is the twenty ninth, so you get the thirtieth. So that means next weekend will be the second, third, fourth. That is true. What's up, James from Arkansas? James is in here. Um, yeah, I have uh, the the bass player that I'm subbing for is going to come back for two weeks for the Friday and Saturday, and uh, for the first two weeks of December and play the Friday and Saturday. So I'm going to be doing the Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Bandstand for the first two weeks and just Sunday night at Fat Cats for the first two weeks. So, there you go. So I'm going back, but it's going to be a lighter schedule in December. And then we're off for Christmas weekend, too. Um, so beginning New Year's weekend, that's when I'm back ramping up to the full schedule and then it's Mardi Gras time here in New Orleans, so it's uh, that's it's, it. So it's time, game time, baby. It's game time, man. It's it's gonna get kicked up, kicked up a notch. Uh, I have had crawfish, Eric, and I don't like it. Now you have to go. It's just my thing. Now that Mardi Gras is starting, you have to do your a morning set, a matinee set, <laughs> an evening set, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that'd be interesting to see if you could break the forty get forty set record. No. no. The weekend. No, well, it's 32 sets. As I know. We're going for 40 is what I'm saying. No, no. You're crazy. Yeah. It's a, records are meant to be broken, Steve. 32 yeah. sets. Child's play. Right. Need to move up. Let's go. Step it no. up. No, no, no. No more than that. It's it's uh, good enough. Uh, what is this comment from Fabian? Good enough. Know. Fabian's saying, step it up, Steve. We need 70 sets. Right. Yeah, Eric said he'll try 40 sets. Good luck, buddy. You try that. <laughs> Why not? Give it a shot. If you have the opportunity, Eric, then go for it. <laughs> who uh, doesn't want to play 3,000 songs? That's I mean, there's, I'm sure there's other people in New Orleans who have done that, or at least close to that, or have done more than me. More than so, 32. So impressive, though, Steve. Thanks. Ron says howdy. What's up in Montana? Yeah. Nice kit there, Ron. Like that. So, yeah. Looking forward to this weekend. Nice. Um, And I'm going to get a lot of Cover Band Central stuff done and just some stuff done around the house, including decorating for Christmas, which I really enjoy. Nice. Uh, Yes. Uh, any of you guys dig vintage vintage kits? Ron asks, and and do you dig vintage kits, Tony? I do. I have a couple of vintage kits. What is considered a vintage kit? Something that's not modern day that is of, of older era. So believe it or not, so I mean, like my nineteen eighty six Yamaha recording custom w- would be considered vintage nowadays because it's over forty, you know, forty years old. You know, approaching 40 years. Approaching 40 years, yeah. And then I have a Leedy Slingerland 
my gig kit, I mean, I have vintage drums. I have old Slingerlands mixed in with some newer Mapex. I have a Gene Krupa vintage snare. So in my opinion, like 50s, 60s, that's vintage. You know, anything hmm. that's like 50s, 60s, 70s, anything that's like 50 years old, I think is vintage. Although even when I was growing up in the 80s, vintage kits were anything to like from the 60s, you know? Like my father's got a couple of Buddy Rich uh, sets in the Oyster Pearl wrap. He's got a 24-inch kick and a 22-inch kick, but he's got two different sets. And those are vintage because he bought them in the late 60s. Hmm. Okay. You know, he's original one owner. And he's got a 1956 Leedy, which was uh, Slingerland had bought Leedy, and then Leedy became Slingerland. But the early, early Slingerland drums were all manufactured by Leedy, L-E-E-D-Y. All or right. Rogers is another vintage, you know, older Ludwig's. Rogers, Slingerland, Leedy. Right. Uh, well, Ron, I guess Ron asked a question because he wanted to brag about his yes, 7981 Gretsch. Gretsch transition kit and Drop G Rosewood Gretsch kit. I don't even know what that means. A Drop G Rosewood Gretsch kit sounds like it's probably tuned to a Drop G. Hmm. Also a six-piece all Jasper shell Gretsch. Mm. Isn't that Gretsch behind you? That is. It's a maple. Yeah. That's my Gretsch. Right. In baby blue. Yes. Motor City blue, baby. Powder blue. Robin's egg blue. John bought his sonar kit in high school in 1973, so that would be vintage at, at this point. If John still has it, yes. Good man. Yeah. Very cool. yeah, you know me, Steve. I don't really part with things, so I have all my old, right. I have all my vintage. Clearly, stuff. I, if I, you look I, around you, yeah, I have all my vintage stuff. I have my <laughs> my Mega Yamaha kit. I have the Gretsch kit. Yeah. I have the Schlingerland kit. I have yeah. some other thrown together other renditions of kits. Yeah, um, Eric says when good. he worked. I'm oh, sorry. I said all good. Yeah, Eric said when he worked for Guitar Center, vintage, vintage gear was defined as being 30 years or older. There you go. And they weren't allowed to buy vintage equipment for the store without vintage department Hollywood's approval. I worked for Guitar Center, too. I hated that job. <laughs> but you didn't work in the vintage drum department, I'm sure. No. I only worked for like three months, maybe. And it was during the holidays, which was good because it was easy. Because you worked on commission and it was a lot easier to make sales when, with people coming in looking for gifts. You know, mom's coming in for their first, you know, their son, son's first guitar. Uh, that was an easy, easier to sell. But you don't want that ninety-nine dollars Schechter. You want to start that twenty-eight hundred dollars Les Paul. Yeah, garbage in, garbage out. I worked in Jersey, Eric. So I don't, and I don't remember my employee number. But it was just I, I, mostly boring. I, the best part of it, obviously, it was being around all the gear, and you could just try out lots of gear. Um, but you had to, you know, you had to dust and vacuum and, and do all this menial, all these menial tasks and stuff. And, and the money wasn't great. You know, it was, you're working on commission. Right. I just, I didn't like, the job at all. I didn't like the people I worked with either, mostly. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the reason. Um, well, there you go, Steve, two separate experiences from two separate employees. Right. Uh, Ron said, Drop G is all pre-80s. These are badges, stop signs, slash square badge, slash round badge, etc. Yes. I don't know what the hell that means. That means that Gretsch drums, depending on the year, have different badges on them. So the Drop G is a type of badge where 
like behind me, the concert toms right here. These these three guys, these little guys. Right. Those had square badge Gretsch because they were from the eighties. Those are nineteen eighty six, eighty seven vintage. And I wrapped them with contact paper and painted them to match my Gretsch kit. So they're really black wrap. Ah. So if I very slickly take them all apart and unwrap them, I can restore them back to the original black vintage wrap that they are. Sneaky. Yeah, and that's why I kept the integrity of the original without, you know, compromising by painting them. So I wrapped them first, and then I painted them. So pretty slick. Right. Ron, we already talked about the gigging in the beginning of the show here, so you'll have to wait until when we're done, and you can go back and watch the replay to hear the... Gig answer, updates, baby. Answer, answer to your question. Uh, but, so, for a topic I picked today, uh, the Cover Band Central Facebook group was basically the topic. And the reason is I went to the group a couple hours ago and just, it, it gives you, uh, it defaults to most relevant or like the most, the stuff that's getting the most activity mm-hmm. at the top of the thing rather than, the most recent post you can you can change it to show the most recent post or whatever but it defaults to the, the stuff that's getting the most activity and i was scrolling through that and there are posts that i've seen already but they're all very good topics and uh, all getting a lot of engagement so i figure let's go through that since we haven't done that in a while huh? and let's go through the cover band central facebook group and we'll we'll check out the topics and we can you and i can talk about those topics as well and um so it'll weeks. be kind of it, it's a kind of a mixed bag, kind of like a Thanksgiving dinner. You're getting a little turkey, you're getting a little stuffing, you're getting a little cranberry sauce, and some this gravy on top. Hot topic, Steve. All hot topic. All with uh, wisdom uh, seasoning. <laughs> yes, here's some wisdom infused hot topics. And I didn't fresh out of the oven. And I didn't set this up already so i gotta do that not microwave steve this is not leftovers this is the real deal this is the real deal so i gotta make the screen a little bigger so everybody can see it here. yeah let's see what we got um and, and some of this kind of riled me up a little bit so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, riled get, you up robbie might, from oklahoma says i might get a little abuse steve no not that not oh. that uh that badly uh, all right, so share screen. Here we go. So, oh, by the way, before I said that, before we go into this, if you're not part of the Cover Band Central Facebook group, please join it. It is the most active group of musicians on the internet. The link is in the description for this as well. So you can just click that link and go and ask to join. Um, and you have to answer some questions to get in, but please answer those questions and then you will likely be let in. Um, but check it out. There's a lot of people that are on the page that are not in the group. So join the group and you'll see why it's so freaking Are the questions awesome. like, would five out of ten people consider you an a-hole? No. No, nothing like that? That's not a, a, a thing that would fly for me in the group. No. I, don't, I don't like that. No. You kind of want to know who you're getting in the group, you know? Not that's, just open everybody. You want to make sure you got the right people. Okay, so here is my view. Uh, by the way, and I'll give these guys a free plug here. Uh, solo Acoustic Musician and Solo Acoustic Musician 2 are two fantastic books if you want to learn how to play music and make money as a solo performer playing guitar. Um, the link is in the description here, or the link is in this here right at the top of the group. 
go to Amazon.com and you get yourself both of these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little plug there for that going on. All right. So first topic here. And Tony, you know, we've talked about this before. Yes, we have. But he says, uh, how do you feel about having a tip bucket out when you're gigging? Honest answers. Welcome. This was posted. It says an hour ago. I don't think that's correct. Let me let me refresh this. I think it was more than an hour ago. It might not be at the top anymore, and it's not. Okay. But, but all right, so Taria says she's thankful for the Foo Fighters because I've never felt threatened by a Foo, and that means they're doing a heck of a job on the front lines. Indeed they are. That old gag. Um, all right, so, all right, so we lost. Hey, look, there's our thing. Hey, all right, look at all that. All right, we, all right, so we got to go back because things are – it's so active in this group, things but, change. But tip often. buckets are good ones, Steve, because the proverbial tip bucket now has many, many phases. It right? does. It does. Um, As and, technology creeps its way. Yes. Um, so Infiltration technology. But along those lines here, uh, William Casino, three, three days ago, posed this – questioned he said uh for the wise and experienced masses in this group my band loves to play requests and recently we set up a little clipboard in front of the stage so that people can write down their requests and hand it to the leader of the band mm-hmm. it works really well but we were thinking it might be nicer if we had some kind of technological way to doing this well wow. wondering if anybody has a recommendation maybe William. a barcode that some someone could scan it takes it's to them some kind of interface where they can type in the request and it'll pop up on their iPads or something like that, unless somebody has an even more creative solution. Let's hear what you got. Of course. Well, we William, have ta- you're in luck. We have talked about this a lot, and I went and chimed in, of course, yes. here. Why don't Juke, you quickly recap, Steve, about what the, the juke. Juke.band is what I benefit. use. Yep. And I will put the thing up here on the screen. So, too. William, your prayers have been answered. There's this magic box called juke. Yes, juke.band. Uh, it's yeah, it's a way of taking requests and tips on your phone. You you uh, put a QR code out there. People scan the QR code. They don't need to download anything. They just no, scan no the QR code. Card. You beforehand, you put in all the songs that are on your song list, all the available songs that you have to play. Put in there, and they will be able to peruse through those and pick a song and tip you. To play it and, and you request can, it right to your phone. No, no pen, no clipboard, no nothing. pen, no clipboard, Magic. no like, no scribble. Like, what does that say? I can't read your handwriting. Um, it's electronic. It's immediate, and you can set the prices for what you want to charge for each song uh, or for specific songs. Uh, in, for instance, I have Freebird set at five hundred dollars. Um, but you can you can do uh, just a minimum, and you can give choices to it. It's the best. It's the new way to do things. Uh, the whole Venmo thing is the old way, and definitely writing on a clipboard is really vintage. So Steve, when they request it, does it go? <phone rings> William has requested Freebird. Bing, Bing, Bing. Five hundred dollars, Steve. There's no sounds associated with it. Oh, that I'm aware. We need to work on that. Because that would be more exciting, I think. Well, it's hard to hear in a loud club sounds anyway, so that doesn't even just make it really loud. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll talk to the powers that be. There you about go. That. But yeah, it's... so that's a virtual tip bucket with the request all built into one. 
all built into one. Duke.band, go sign up for that and tell them Cover Band Central sent you and they will Stuff. they will uh, be happy that they're getting some traffic from us. And uh, it's the way to do, go. Now, if you, if you are playing a gig where you can take requests, then this is the thing to do now, right now, in this day and age. This is the way to go. It's going to be the thing that everybody does eventually. So get on it now. Make some money. We've made thousands of dollars extra uh, using this playing live and it's fun it's fun for us it's fun for the crowd they feel more involved they stay longer they buy more drinks and that will only do well for you and, and your it band. makes tipping the band fun and easy Steve. That's, that's right fun and easy. you sounded like crazy eddie there it's like buying a car no that's the that's the automobile guy they make buying fun and easy right uh, no, Crazy Eddie's prices were insane, Steve, right, insane. insane yes. So that is the creative solution, William, and I, I put it the comment here in there, and so hopefully people will do. Um, here's a good one. how many people remember Crazy Eddie from back in the day. No, well, that was a very New York, New Jersey-centric. <laughs> for, that was, yeah, for a while, for like 10 years, he was his prices were insane. That was a tri-state area only thing, I think. Yes. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut thing. Crazy Eddie. Uh, so Carmine asked, what 70s, 80s songs keep the floor full? So let's see some of the answers. Mike oh, yeah, Tucker. I can tell you hook you up with these. I, I, I know that. I yeah. know the answer, Steve. I know the answer. Well, Mike Tucker said, Footloose, Love Shack, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Come On Eileen. Those are all 80s. Correct. Um, so those are all good ones. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, should we look at the answers, Tony? Sure, Steve. Let's let, let us look quickly peruse what people's opinion of disco inferno is a great one i love that one um all right everybody's you know people in here have to and that's the thing about the group like it you have to be able to get past the snarky wise ass bradley j bradley yeah just keep reading past that bradley bradley j bradley thanks brad Dancy Queen, Brickhouse, very good songs. Dancy Queen is 70s and Brickhouse is 70s too. Billie Jean, 80s, good one. Uh, all right now, eh. We play it all the time, but eh. Meh. Meh. That's actually 1970, that song is from. Uh, Brickhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open Arms, what? No. Huh? Boogie Shoes. Groove is in the Heart is a good song. I think that's 90s, though. Yeah. I think that was actually 1990. In fact, Rick Beato just did a one-hit wonder thing from the 90s. Uh, like the top 20 one-hit wonders from the 90s, and Groove is in the Heart was one of them. Delight. That's how, that's how I know it's from 1990. Girls yep. Just Want to Have Fun is a great one. Yep. Sweet Child is, is always a winner. Uh, round and Round. Great tune. I don't know if people are dancing to it. That's not a dance song. Funky music. Ain't talking about love. What is this guy talking about? No. Ain't talking about love is not. I mean, it's Van Halen. It's a cool Van Halen song. But... You know what song, surprisingly, people get up and dance to every What's time? That? What's that? Jump by Van Halen. Yeah, Jump is a good one. We do Jump. Yep. Um, all the musicians, the ones musicians are sick and tired of playing of. Brown Eyed Girl, Taking Care of Business. No. Some Kind of Wonderful. Eh. Hands to Yourself. We do that all the time. That kind of works. Hands to Yourself is, is that 80s? Yeah. 
Georgia Satellites, One yep. Hit Wonder. That's 80s. I guess, I guess that was 80s. Yeah. Uh, definitely was not 70s. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Uprising by Muse. I know you're a big Muse fan, but I don't know. That's a great tune. Is but... that a dance floor song? Mm, I don't know. Seven Nation Army, probably. Mm. Lonely Boy, don't know that song, Black Keys. Lonely Boy, Black Keys, that's a good one. That's that, that's definitely a good dance song. People get up for that every time. Reggie said, anything disco, British New Wave, Venus, you spin me round. That's a good one. Kiss by Prince. VG's ABBA. Mickey by Tony Basil. I saw somebody put a post up about that song recently, how how well it worked. And I could see that working really well. Because that was a, that's an easy one yeah, to sing along. big sing along, drunken people crowd. Clark Wait, says, Close to You by the Carpenters. That's, that's a, a, that's a go for the end of the night if you want to fall asleep before you get that's right a, Exactly. That's a sleepy song. <laughs> Great song, but sleepy. Uh, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Everybody says funky music. Obviously, funky music gets played all the time. Jackie said, Dancing Queen, Staying Alive, Boogie Shoes. Uh, Boogie Shoes, I Want You Back, I Will Survive. Brown and Girl, Sweet Caroline, Don't Stop Believing. September, all good ones, all go-tos, yes. It's funny, man, how these songs are just universally successful. Certain songs. Yeah, there are certain just, songs. As soon as you start playing them, people are up dancing. You they're, know? they're dancing. They know and, it. And even slower songs like I'll Be Around by the Spinners, right? That gets people up dancing every single time. Right. Um, this person here, Brian, put his whole list here. Um, and some of these are good. Some of them. I don't know. He put up his whole set list, but whatever. I mean, listen, I would like to see the question of saying, what 70s and 80s songs clear the dance floor? (laughs) Because we definitely know songs that as soon as you play them, people are dancing. And once you introduce that song, everyone stops dancing and goes and sits down. All right. Ron put some songs any way you want it. That's a good one. We always do it. Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. He put, there's one too many numbers in there. 865-75-309. He's got an extra five in there. Yeah, extra five. Jesse's Girl, obviously, that's a good one. That works. Uh, want You to Want Me, always works. American Girl, always ZZ works. Top. ZZ Top works. American yeah. Girl, yeah. Seven Nation Army, I would I would agree that it kills every night. Uh, all right, so let's move on. That's a good topic, but let's move on to the next one. And it's my post here. Look at that. Cover Band Central. Admin. This is like uh, it's like a little wormhole thing. It's like you're watching the show within the show, inside the show, within another show through right. a mirror. But here you see how there's links to the the contest, Very slick, Steve, to YouTube, to join in the group, all that stuff right there. So if right you're not part of the group, join the group. How's New so, Year's Eve looking for you guys? Are you playing New Year's Eve? I'm not. Huh. I am. I am not by choice. Okay, you, so you had an option? Well, there's always an option to play New Year's, but typically, you know, I'm missing some other event that my family's at or Karen's at, oh. and I'm gigging by myself with the band, so I've opted for about five years now. I, I don't gig on New Year's. Good for you. Yeah. I will be playing. It's, it's Saturday night, 
And New Year's Eve in New Orleans is crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played New Year's for 20 years probably, you know. It's always a great night, and it's jam-packed, and it's tons of people, and it's fun, and it's, you know, it's a good time. Depending where the gig was, too, sometimes they put us up in a hotel if it was far away, you know, so you wouldn't have to travel. Right. Uh, all right. Harija? Um, Ask, is there still a market for solo looper dudes or has that been milked to, to death? I would think that that's going to continue. If not only continue, it's going to even get more prevalent. And the guys that are really good at it, too. Yeah, like John you know? Monica here. He, yeah. He, he comments. And John was one of one of the early adopters of doing the looper. And John is very, very good at it. If you don't know John Monica. Oh, yeah. He's check, a monster. Check out his stuff. Um, John is, is an excellent musician and cover band scene veteran for probably 30 years now. Yeah, and, and yeah, his comment, as a person who makes a living doing this, I feel the looping is just getting going. People like Ed Sheeran have brought this more to the mainstream, and I feel like it's just starting to really take hold. There's so much more that can be done creative-wise that we are just starting to scratch the surface. Exciting times, I would say. Once they start to make these loopers function the way we want them to, there will be a whole new level of growth. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think it's, you know, technology has a, a given this, afforded this opportunity for musicians who are really good uh, but don't have a band or don't have other people to jam with to be their own one-man band, kind of. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just starting as well. This uh, this pedal I got, this multi-effects pedal that I just bought recently for bass has a looping function on it. And, you know, that's fun to play yeah, with. Yeah, that's cool. With you break that out. All right, we're gonna skip this one unless you have a good answer for this. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, all boards are digital now. Even my analog boards, like, still have digital components in them, like the effects processors or the EQ, or you know, th there's some kind of electronic, you know, component of it. So, yeah, the QSC. I mean, those are good boards. You know, I bought the Mackie board for me just because the price point was a little cheaper and. I'm not a fan of like the QSC every time if I said, hey, Steve, I need a little more EQ, knock some mids off of that. You have to say, okay, you have to go into the board, click some menu, bring it up, spin the wheel, find the EQ pattern, go in there, you you know, click on the, on the one you want to adjust, turn the dial to adjust it, unclick it, get out of that menu, go, you know what I mean? Whereas on my board, I just reach down, turn the knob and say, okay, is that good? Right. So for me, it's, I, I prefer that analog feel of having the dials and faders be a manual right so they're quick access you can just grab and touch them feel them i can mute them you know right. um i mean we use a qsc for the main board it's got plenty of headroom you know it's a good board behringer's a good board too I, I think it's more of what my only recommendation would say is to talk to someone who's already using it to find out how friendly it is you know user friendly because some of them are a real robust interface and you know you're gonna have to take a you know a month of classes to figure out how to use it other ones are more you know intuitive but also they they each one colors the sound in its own unique way depending on what preamp it has so now Mackie uses these onyx preamps which is like their new preamp and it sounds great i mean you know like i said my new board it's all plastic as opposed to being metal but Right. Um, you know, it sounds great. It, it works for what it is, but it definitely colors 
the sound a little bit, you know, because of the, the preamp, right? So no matter what board you get, it's going to have a certain type of sound to it. So that was, that's the only factor I would say. There will be a slight colorant depending on, like you said, what, what kind of preamps it has in it. Right. Excellent response. Yes, there you go. And I'm tech... As a drummer, too, right, I always did bust my chops because I, I'm the most technologically advanced guy in the band as far as what I'm bringing with me, you know, as right. far as the, the, the rig, the rack, the in-ears, the click, you know, and mixing it all together. And then if we have a sound guy, I'm sending him, you know, a right and left channel, basically. Right on. So right on, like yeah. Okay, so this is one that got some immediate engagement and... I have not read through all these comments. The sandals I, and cargo shorts? I don't know. No, it's better than it's different anyway. So Brian Foote, his uh, post says, "Sound check in quotes is a totally pointless activity. The band always sounds completely different, usually better, well balanced during the check, and by the middle of the first set, electronic instrument volumes are always entirely out of control." <laughs> And then the drummer starts hitting twice as hard as they did at soundcheck. By the third or fourth set, stage volume is a rock, raucous din, and everyone's hearing is being damaged, including the audience. More harmful than pointless, a soundcheck gives the false impression that the band will sound amazing, both on stage and in front of the mains, and this quickly devolves into oral chaos and anarchy, and the art is lost. So that was his original post, and and what no is, true words spoken. What you see after that is is yes, his update all, on it. Yes, and um, all the responses, I'm sure. Right, because it got a lot of a lot of. Activity. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did. Great, so I, great question. I mean, you know, great topic to talk about. Yeah, I and I don't think it's a totally pointless activity. Obviously, you need to do sound check. Um, but he's right on. He's spot on the money, though. You know, you go and say, you know, check two, one, vocal's really loud, snare, it's good, band sounds good. Two songs in, everything has gone out the window. Yeah, like most people check their mics and they'll do, you know, check one, two, two, check, 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 two, no, one, two. Actually, actually and then, and, full and songs, the, though, you know? And no, then parts of the song. If you get to, like for me, we do, uh, you know, we do sound checks here in new orleans but we don't do it with a full band we just everybody does their line check basically so i do my line check two two one two check hey hey one two check you know i try to raise my voice but then when i'm singing it's it's definitely louder you know but i i know how to check my mic to where i'm gonna have some top room and which is what i really want like i want to be able to have enough uh space above me so i don't have to shout when I'm singing so I, I can sing and I don't have to, you know, I, I can use the mic technique and, and project better that way. So I know how to do it, but it takes years of learning of gigging and doing that to learn how to get your spot. And you have to have a sound man that you trust and that is willing to work with you and get you the optimal sound. Um, but, but I'd agree. And this is a joke that I, you know, share means about it often, People, you know, after a couple songs, they'll go, especially guitar players, will go and turn up a little bit. Or <laughs> What happens is you do your own sound if you don't have a sound man. You're playing in a different room every week, right? So you try to save the scene to the board. 
So when you go to ABC room, you call up ABC scene on your digital board. If you have a digital board. Correct. And it brings you back to the settings of that room, right? Right. So that gets back to our previous question about the QSC or the Behringer, right? I would look to see which ones you can save your settings as an individual scene. Because I could put, you know, Steve's club is setting A and Tony's club is setting B. And XYZ club is setting C, right? And then next time I go back to, you know, Tony's club, I go to setting B, and it's a good starting point. Or at least I know where I dialed it in for the room last time if you spent a little bit of time doing the sound check. Right. But then once you do the sound check, if you don't have a sound guide, no one's out front constantly checking it and monitoring it unless, you know, your guitar player has a wireless rig and can walk out front and listen to the entire band or someone coming up saying, Hey, I can't hear the keyboards vocal. You know, right. sometimes you'll get that too. Like the first song that guy sings, I come up and say, Hey, can't hear that guy at all. And by the way, that's too loud, you know? Right. That's really your main feedback. And you know, it's not a bad idea to ask the audience. Sometimes it has the sound, you know, that's a good point. Two, three songs in, Hey guys, you know, how you doing out there? Everything's good. Has the band sound, you know? Any feedback? You know, can you not can you not hear somebody, or is it sound balanced? And you you know, nine times out of ten, if if you know if it's good, then people will say no, it sounds great. You know, because if they can't hear something, they usually generally walk right up to you and tell you. Right, that's true. Immediate, immediately, you know. But don't you find like even if you have the digital board and you have the same band and you could save everybody's settings, save the room, play play in that same room with the same people in an uh, on another night. And it's going to be different. And what what is the reason for that? I mean, it's the nature of sound. You know, sound is is a tricky thing. You know, because sound is a moving, living thing. You yeah. know, it's it's so. But but what what is the reason for that? Is there a reason that you that you're aware of? Typically, it's the amount of people in the room. Well, that's that's a thing I was going to say too. Big that factor, you know, big that, factor. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say is that. You do your sound check. Generally, there's not a lot of people in the room, and then you, if if the room fills up during the night, it's going to change the nature of all of it because people absorb sound, and it's just going to, you know. But you're right too because sound, the the way that sound is, it could be anything. Where, excuse me, you you could say, hey, Steve, I'm going to EQ your vocal a little different because you you need a little more top end or you can't hear that. So as soon as I add that little bit of top and make you a little bit brighter, I may have to back your volume down. Now I've just changed the setting of the scene, right? Now, you know, Bill's guitar needs to be louder, so they turn that up a little bit, but he wants more in his monitor, and then maybe that guy, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, the keyboard guy's monitor is louder than it was last time. The monitor out front is a different volume, so now you're turning up your amp a little bit because you can't hear yourself because the other singer's monitor is kind of bleeding into your space, and now there's the bar's half full of people. Like, there's so many variables, right, that the frequencies, you know, other frequencies might cancel out certain frequencies, right? Or if you're using something that's feeding back and you lowered something, it's going to have a detrimental or some kind of associated effect on another frequency range, right? So, again, it's just so many anomalies that it'll get you close as a starting point. Right. Provided you spent some time the previous gig, you know, getting a, a, a mix or a scene that you want to save. But by no means are you rolling up to that club and saying, oh, I'm at club you know, B. I'm just going to press my B setting from last time and check one, two, and we're good. You right. know, you still have to sound check and still go through everything. It, should be, it shouldn't be much different, you know, again. But to your point, is the guy singing here or is he singing here? Right. Is he going check one, two? And then when the gig starts, he's, you know, 
he's yeah. right on the mic and he's singing super loud and now he's up into the you know up into many many clicks of the yellow and he's maybe starting to feedback or have a distortion issue yeah so, you know it's down to funny things steve there's a lot you know there's a lot of things going on just because you know us as musicians know how to run a board or we think we can plug stuff in and eq it and get it to sound good that's like one-tenth of the actual you know conglomerate of what goes into being a good sound man there's so many variables that you need to account for and know exactly you know how to eq a kick drum you know you want to boost this and cut that and carve out the mid you know and use the mid eq is what they call a notch filter where you can adjust it you know and try to find the frequency that's that's less abrasive you know because the mids will usually make the vocal more intelligible you know right sure but it also comes with a price where it makes it more intelligible, but then it may become a little boxy. Right. You know, so this is, like I said, just a lot of, a lot of factors, you know, sounds are very, very moving towards. That's a right? tricky right. thing. Very, yeah. Very it's, thing. And it's, it always cracks me up doing sound check at, uh, at like at fat cats and the drummer is the one that, that takes the longest with sound check. Cause he has a, a, the headset mic and he's always like, I mean, it takes forever. Like I'm standing on stage, like, See the problem with the headset mic is there's no way for you to back off it when you when you project, you know what I mean? So that's a tricky thing. Like there's a certain style of the way you have to sing with a headset mic cuz I had one for years and then once I abandoned it and went to a, a regular mic on a stand, it was a lot easier to sing. Right. For me. But least, but know? he's doing that and he's sound checking his drums and it just takes forever. I'm just standing there like uh I, well, it's too bad, Steve. You know, drums but are you, important. I know. But you would think that it'd be dialed in by now. It's the same club, same drummer, same yeah, kid, right. same everything. Right. But yeah. every night, it's just like, you know, don't, don't, don't. No, I'm here. Don't, don't, don't. All right. All right. That's enough. Because, like, <laughs> when, when it comes to bass, dude, I mean, it literally took, like, I did sound check, you know, it's Sunday, every day this weekend, but... Sunday, it literally took no more than 15 seconds for me to check my, my vocal mic and bass. It's one instrument. Still. Drums are four or five instruments. Yeah. Whatever. All competing against each other. Whatever. Edward, I don't know what links you're talking about, so if you sent them to my email, then I did. I may have not read it yet, but my email so is the best links for breakfast, like food. I hope so. But the best place to send me anything is Steve at coverbandcentral.com. So yeah. if that's where you sent it, then I will eventually read it. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the sound check thing is a great topic. I like that this guy shared this. Uh, yeah, this... great, very good, controversial topic that will get a lot of input, you know, and a lot of feedback because everyone has an opinion on that for sure. Yes, because and we it's all go a never-ending you know? never discussion. Yeah. Uh, just I like mean, sound check is a never-ending thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, the only way, it is if you have a good sound guy, you know, who's out in front with an iPad, that's your only foolproof way that right. the band's going to consistently sound good. You right. know what I mean? Because they'll and, constantly be adjusting it. Right. And we, All right. So we'll end where we kind of started here. Um, how do tip you feel bucket. about having a tip bucket out when you're gigging? And this was two hours ago now, Steve Bowater. 151 comments. So, again, another hot topic in the Coverland oh, yeah. Central uh, Facebook group. Any um, naysayers to the tip bucket, Steve? Probably. Uh, should we look? Sure. All right. Let's look. Let's see what our answers are. 
Uh, all right, AJ is a negative Nancy right here. It says, these, these days it doesn't much matter. Everyone uses debit cards and have no cash. This should be on there, a tab place to tip the van, not only service. It, it, at a restaurant, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. To, to have it, you know, tip the band there too. Um, let's see if we find any. As long as it's not a private party, Alan said, which I don't necessarily agree to because sometimes private parties, the, the, the people who are running the party encourage it. Hey, I played a private party where, you know, we were finishing and the guy kept coming up with $100 bills. Just keep playing. Just yeah. keep going. I'll tell you when to stop. You know, every uh, 15 minutes he would just come up with $100 and say, keep going. Right. And you got to love those. We like those. Uh, it depends sure. on yeah. the gig. Antonio said. Uh, Greg DeLuca said, like it better when the bar owner tips the band. He's the one making money. That's true. But there's people that, and I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it 100,000 times. There's people out there that have money that want to tip the band. And yeah. you have to give them a way to do it in order for you to, to make money. And, and to... It's a win-win. There's people that have money that want to tip the band. Well, they, it's a real thing like we talked about. Someone comes to see the band. They really enjoy the band. They want to tip them because we've been at gigs without a tip bucket. And someone's come up with money and said, hey, I don't see you guys have a tip bucket here and handed you know, the lead singer you know, right. a $20 bill. Yeah. Give people a way to tip you. Um, if it's not a bucket, use the tip app, the juke.band thing like we talked about earlier. Yes, do, or do both. Idea. Do both. Give people ways. If you're not insulting anybody by putting that out there. And you're not, I mean, it's it's only going to do you good. What, and, and what, that's, and, people are afraid. Like, they're afraid to ask. But if you want something in life, a lot of times you need to ask for it. And Steve, what if you use the Juke app without your set list? And you just said, hey, if you want to tip the band, here's a way to do it. Like, let's say you have, you know, a set show where you're not comfortable putting 200 songs up and letting the audience pick your set. You know what I mean? But if you just said, hey, there's no option for you to request songs, but if you want to tip the band. You, you can do, do that. You can do that with the, with the app as well, right? You can. Juke.band. You can do there that. There you go. Oh, see? Sign up for free. It's all and, good. and they, by the way, they don't take any money of your tips, too. You make 100% of the tips that you get. They that's charge huge. The, they it's charge, huge. yeah. They charge the customer, not you. Right. So that's the way to go. Um, Definitely the way to go. Right, because you would think that too. They take a percentage of the tips, right? So you make five hundred dollars in tips, and you're going to pay them fifty bucks to use the app. It's not the case here, right? Not you make five hundred dollars in tips. You keep all five hundred dollars in tips. That is correct. So, like Jim Moore said recently, we did a six hundred dollar gig and got another seven fifty in tips. Yeah, but they didn't have a jar. So have have a, a bucket, a Maybe jar, twelve hundred if they had a jar. Something that says yeah. tips. Put some lights on it. You know, make it fun. Seriously, they like put some like Christmas lights on it or something. Make it stand out, yeah. and you know, so people see it. You know, it drives me absolutely bananas because in New Orleans, it's a very much a, a tip culture for entertainment. You walk around Bourbon Street or anywhere in the French Quarter. There's entertainers all over the place, and they all take tips. And for the for the fat cat for the band at Fat Cats, we have a tip bucket like every band does. But it's it's hard to see it unless you're close to the stage, and it doesn't say tips on it either. Some people know 
because they're in New Orleans and they know it's a tip culture, they know to look for a tip jar. Oh, okay, there it is. I'm gonna put some money in. But it drives me bananas that it's not it's not in a prominent location where yeah, it's not front and center it. with some kind of you know clear delineation that this is where you put money. That's right, and uh, um, it's I'm a sub for the band, so it's not my place to say anything about it. But maybe if you wore the tip bucket around your neck. There was a guy, a bass player here that used, to, that used to, because uh, uh, typically bands will take the tip jar walking around the room once every set right. or once every hour. Yep. There was a bass player who had the wireless and he would he would hook it on his headstock. And walk around. And, and walk around the room, yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. I would do that too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Ron said merch is also a great way for extra money. Yeah. Sure. But tips are... More. Yeah, don't underestimate the tips. Like he said, a six hundred dollar gig, and he got seven hundred and fifty dollars in tips. So you know? and, yeah, you've you've told similar tales, Steve, of of tips yeah. exceeding. We made the, great tips this weekend. Yeah, this this past weekend, I made great tips. Um, uh, Andrew said not a thing in Australia. So it, it's depends on where you are, but United States, most gigs, yeah, you can take tips. Um, uh, like Richard said, I've never seen it at a gig. Truly, this is busker territory. But he's all right. He's pounds, so he's in England, right? Uh, yeah, and it depends. Like you said, I—I I mean, I always see tip jars out with single or duos. You know, this mm-hmm. is a single guy, like I said, with loop with a looper, or just doing a stand-up acoustic thing, or a duo. They always have a tip jar out right out in front. You know, right. Bands like four or five, six piece bands, yeah, sometimes, but not as prevalent. I, I would say, you know, maybe half the bands have a tip jar out that I would see, whereas, you know, nine out of, or eight out of ten of the solo acoustic people definitely have it out all the time. Right. Uh, Mike said, We use ours for many things equipment maintenance, sit in guest musicians, even band Christmas parties. I swear mm. by them. Some people hate them. We've perfected ours. There you go. Smart. Uh, um, uh, Smart way to reinvest those tips back into the band, Steve. And see, okay, uh, yeah, and, and Jeff McKay here said we've been together seven years, been gigging, gigging for six, and for the first time ever, we put out a tip bucket at our gig two weeks ago, got a decent amount. So hmm. there you go. They tried it. They hadn't tried it in six years of gigging, and they see some results. So now that they know, now they know that they can do it. Um, Rodney just does it for the thrill. He doesn't need the money, so that's fine. Good for him. There you go. Um, uh, uh, see, Eric, our tip bucket couldn't hold all the money in it. There you go. That's what need you want. Need a bigger bucket. You want it to overflow, baby. Well, there you go, Steve. Like That solves your problem. What if you bought a 55-gallon drum, painted it you know, neon <laughs> yellow, and put Christmas lights on it with the big thing that said, tips here right? with an arrow? Yeah. Like the Roadrunner, like you buy it from Acme, a big, like, tip, oversized tip. <laughs> buy it from you know? Acme, yeah. Yeah. Could hold, like, you know, $100,000. Need a ladder to get up over the top. Yeah. Be hard to get the money in, though. You know, people be trying to crumple it up and throw it up over the lid. It probably wouldn't go in. Right. Greg says, I feel great about tip bucket. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like most venues, uh, places are not going to all of a sudden offer you more money um, for doing what you've already been doing. Right. The tip is an instantaneous elevation in your funding. 
Yes, it is, is a way for you to supplement what you're making already. And again, there are people out there that have money that are want to tip you. Not, not a, only are willing, they want yeah, to. They it's a want, viable revenue stream, 100%. Yeah. They, they, they are eager to show their appreciation and gratitude. Especially and now, Steve, Thanksgiving, Christmas season, right? If you have gigs, it's like, tis the season, put the tip jar out. I am guarantee you'll make money. Tis the season for giving, yes. And yes, you definitely will money make money. And again, I said it before, but if, if you want something in life, quite often you need to ask for mm-hmm. it. And don't be afraid to ask for it. And that's the thing that stops a lot of people is the fear. Uh, what if they? What are they going to think of me? What are they going to think of us if we do that? Don't don't be afraid of what people think about you. The answer is always no, Steve. If you don't ask the question, that is correct. Very wise there, Mister. Ding ding Tony. ding. Tony, timekeeper. Indeed, is. the words of wisdom for us is Thanksgiving week, Steve. Right? Let's be thankful for our you know, opportunities to play music with fellow musicians and opportunities to have tip buckets and, you know, be thankful for the people of Cover Band Central who solicit such responses and post such things to, to bring joy to the, to the world of music, Steve. Yes, I love all that. Uh, yes, I am, I am eternally grateful for the people in the Cover Band Central Facebook group that keep it active and alive and even the, the people who are, putting up snarky comments and stuff. It's still sometimes fun and sometimes funny. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's grown beyond what I thought it would in, in scope and in volume. Yeah. And I really uh, am very grateful for it. And over a half million people on the page too, which it's 531,000 now, I think. So it's really growing exponentially. Um, and you probably got half a million good and 31,000 detrimental. So you're way ahead. Yeah, so, you know, it's all good. But if you want to join the website too, CoverBandCentral.com is the way to go. It is a free uh, thing you can sign up for. You, your band, or both, free profile. And that's where you can also join the uh, enter the contest to win. Yes, one more. free stuff. <sighs> One more to give away. Smartphone holder right here. Yep. You got to be in it to win at CoverBandCentral.com slash contest. The link is in the description. You just click that link and go there and enter. Um, seriously, there's not a lot of people that are entering. So if you enter now, you have a very good chance of winning. And, and if you uh, miss it, we'll have a new contest next week. With oh, new man. Players. Next new month. Gear. Dude, the next month, December contest is fantastic. I can't right. wait to can't talk wait about to that. See it. Let's see it. Uh, questions, comments, anything else, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. If you want to reach Tony, you can do it that way too through me, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. And again, make sure you join the Facebook group, the CoverBand Central Facebook group. If you're not part of it, join now. The link is in the description for that too. I made it easy for you guys. Just click the links and that's it. And you can be a part Fun of all and that. easy. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.